heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. So I asked myself coming into the broadcast today, what, what can be said that hasn't been said already about the Middle East conflict? And I'll tell you what I think it is, and a lot of it is the conversations we have here on this broadcast, on this platform, on this show right here. And that is that until you go after the head of the snake in this case, until you go after uh, you know the, the instigators of all this who have all these uh, terrorist proxy group, uh, groups or these organizations all over the world. I mean, it's more than just Hamas and Hezbollah. I mean, they're everywhere. And uh, this is what they do is they are the world's leader in terror. And that is uh, the uh, the jihadi state of Iran uh, is what we're talking about here. So I think what I start with and say is, you know, where's where's our leaders ever talking truth you you remember back when obama was in office you couldn't even say the words you couldn't even utter the words uh terror remember that terrorism jihadi couldn't say any of that stuff he had his whole administration stand down i, I remember it when they were chopping all the heads off by the by the waterside they remembered like we were all aghast like what this is like really happening and we haven't quite seen that in the barbaric nature of what it was in this century. We haven't really seen that, uh, you know. And now, here's the thing. You know, I think the words we use and that I've been using is it's wake-up call. And I think others are starting to see this. Hamas is nothing more than just a wake-up call, people. It should be. And when you see the egregious things, and, you know, the thing about Israel is, you know, and you have to understand they they're not high they're not going to be able to hide this yeah it's grotesque it's not pleasant to talk about it's less even pleasant to view when you watch those videos or see any of the pictures i mean it's it's horrible and when you see the feelings and the fear on people and what took place but uh, you know i have to tell you in full disclosure it's important we see all that it's important that people see this it's important they understand this fight because it's coming to a neighborhood near you, my fellow Americans, is the problem. So it's, it's nothing to, this is nothing to joke about. I mean, this is a, this is a serious thing. And so if anything, I, I think that's what I would draw is, you know, to get to the, the, the head of the problem or the head of the snake is one thing that you don't see our political people talking about. They never talk. No, they, they, you see these bozos on there and they deflect the, the state department and, you know, all of that, they just totally deflect. Say, well, you know, we know they like our, you know, uh, in relations with Hamas, but we don't have any proof that they're this, this, or this. We don't have any proof that they did that, that, and that. I mean, it's all they ever say. So they never want to make the real connection. In the meantime, we see what they've been doing with the deals, with the sanctions. We see what's been happening with the, uh, the, the monetary support and supply. You know, they put the sanctions on and then they waive them all and pass the money in and Pallets of, uh, pallets of cash, remember. Remember that whole story. So anyways, that is, I think that's one of the talking points here. But, you know, I've seen another piece in uh, the uh, JNS, uh, the um, 
which is a the Jewish news syndicate I'm talking about here. Arab leaders secret condemnation of the Palestinians. And uh, they were speaking of the uh, the crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman, and uh, El Sisi uh, in uh, Egypt, of course, who doesn't want all the Palestinians and all there because they know what the problem is. They know that that's all, you know, many people know there's a lot of uh, seeds planted in the Palestinian people. And a lot of these guys, these men, brothers, sisters, fathers are exactly become the Hamas fighters. It's It's like, how do you, you know, I guess what I look at is how do you take the Hamas out of the Palestinian or the Palestinian out of the Hamas? I, I guess that's a that's a question, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, let's open it up here. I want to bring on uh, just a, a voice hasn't been on in a while. I look forward to having him on. Dell Wilbur joins me. And Dell is a former CIA Department of Defense Intelligence counterterrorism officer, uh, served overseas all throughout Eastern Western Europe, but also the Middle East, understands the fight out there uh, pretty well. And uh, and Dale, you've you've served out there. You've been out there fighting. Let's talk about this thing now. And uh, we, we talk about Iran, but I, I yeah, I don't think they want to admit. But when you see the way Egypt's acting, and you see the way that uh, Saudi Arabia's acting, they don't want these people in their countries. How do you take? And I think this is one of the problems people are having right now, Dale. And I, I don't know if there's a good answer for this. And even at the college campus level with all the protests and everything, how do you take Hamas out of the Palestinian or taking the Palestinian out of Hamas? Is that even doable? Well, uh, first of all, thanks for having me uh, and giving me a chance to to offer an opinion on this, this entire uh, thing that's going on. But uh, uh, there is no difference between the Palestinian people and Hamas. Hmm. Uh, Hamas was put into power overwhelmingly by the Palestinian people in, in their uh, quote-unquote election. They, uh, there, is, there simply is no difference. The, the Palestinian people raise their children from the time they're in diapers to hate and to want to kill Israelis. So to try to separate you know, those people from the, uh, the obviously the animalistic behavior of Hamas there really is no difference. Uh, they're they're one and the same. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for that. Thanks for that uh, to clarify that. I hope people take in uh, really what you're saying and uh, and and understand. You know, taking that fight further, what you say there back here at home, Dell, and with all of the uprisings and the college campuses and all of this, and and actually, even people who that. Uh, we associate with that happened to be Palestinian. We, uh, I heard through other people and connections, they actually took busloads of people out of the various states to travel up to do the big protest and what have you. And these, you know, here's the thing, a lot of Palestinians, and there's a lot of them in our country, they come across as very reasonably minded people, like, you know, very social, very, very pleasant, very cool people, actually, some of them are. And, you know, yet they still support uh, this uh, Hamas, this movement, this pal- how do we, how do we how do we make sense of that? I mean, and what are we supposed to do with that? With these people who we many of us we know some of them we we may even have them in relations and stuff. And you know, you know what I'm saying? How do we do that? Well, there is no making sense of it. I mean, honestly, it's uh, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's not something that that those of us who were uh, raised in this country and who were raised with western values uh it's not something that we can really relate to so 
you know, uh, understanding it is, is difficult for us because we're just, like I said, we're just an entirely different culture. Uh, you know, the thing that uh, you mentioned earlier in your comments, uh, your introductory comments about, you know, Al-Sisi and, and uh, the other Arab countries, uh, uh, Ben Salman and, and uh, Jordan, uh, the bottom line is nobody wants the Palestinians. None of these Arab countries want the Palestinians. They would just as soon, you know, they'll, they'll give public support to the Palestinian cause because that's the Arab thing to do. But they would just as soon let Israel deal with them. I don't want to deal with these guys. Leave them on Israel. And that's, that is what you're dealing with. That's the mentality. Uh, they simply are not wanted by anybody else in the Arab world. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. I mean, reading the backdrop on this, and they make it very clear they don't want any part of it. And uh, they, they wouldn't let... Uh, a lot of these uh, refugees and others come in through the, the border there. That's been stopped, even though the uh, Biden administration was pushing for that on the north and the south. Uh, nobody wants them. Nobody wants them. And they, you know, and, and you know, the, the, here's the thing. The Palestinian people, which are Arabs, basically, they're being used only by Hamas because they're like the useful idiots at the moment. But that's all they are. And they had opportunities to have a two-state solution. They had the two-state. That's a, that's just a lame argument at this point. This is not, I think I would say Backdale. I don't know if you agree with this, but this has nothing to do with the land. This has nothing to do with geopolitical uh, land affairs, what have you. This is about jihadists. This is about, uh, this is about the ideology. This is about kill or be killed. Isn't that what this is about? Oh, absolutely. But it's not kill or be killed. It's just kill. OK, because they, uh, you know, they they don't fear being killed by the Israelis, uh, you know, to to many of them, uh, their their fanaticism uh, being killed is is a, you know, a straight ticket to to, you know, to paradise. So so they're not concerned about being killed. Well, I'm no, talking the, about the, the kids thing, now, the brainwashing that's done with the kids. They're actually beat the hell out of them, brainwashed and indoctrinated that if they don't kill, they, they will be killed. Well, I mean, they, as I mentioned earlier, that you know, from the time they're in diapers, they're they're indoctrinated in in the uh, Palestinian schools and that. You know, the the thing that we really all really need to consider, you know, when I hear this, uh, you know, all of these protests and everything and complaining about, uh, you know, the Palestinians, uh, you know, being oppressed and and yada yada yada, you know, there historically there never has been the, a nation of Palestine. It's as simple as that. There never had there's been a region that was referred to as Palestine back in biblical days. Mm -hmm. But there is no there never has been a nation of Palestine. The Palestinians have not had anything taken away from them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for, for all of these protesters in American universities and cities and that that are, you know, complaining about, uh, you know, Israeli oppression and, and you know, the uh, Palestinians land being stolen from them, they're they're idiots. I mean, that's the bottom line. They're just plain idiots. Well, there's so much that they're not being taught. I mean, one of the things we've discovered now at this level, like people are shocked at some of the ignorance coming out of higher learning, the institutions here in America. And if this is their level of education, Dell, on this topic, we're screwed. We're screwed. I mean, right? I mean... Well, I mean, it's it, there isn't uh, uh, much educating going on in in our universities and colleges and that anymore. It's it's indoctrination. 
you know, when you look at the the faculty uh, uh, membership, uh, just you know, check it out in a lot of your your major universities, and that you'll find uh, that it's probably uh, overwhelmingly. I, I'm I'm guessing in the eighty to to ninety percentile range of far left leftists who are uh, teaching our children at universities. I have long advocated for people to, before you spend one penny at some American university, you know, do some research and find out what the faculty makeup is, what the administration makeup is, you know, check for the, read the writings. If, if a lot of these college professors in that, their writings are online and you can do a little uh, research and you can find out what their writings are and what their opinions they're, they're uh, expressing. And that'll tell you a whole lot about what your child is going to be subjected to when they're attending that university. Yeah. yeah. Man, you are, you are spot on. I mean, your analysis is, uh, is spot on. I mean, you, you, it's accurate. I mean, you can't argue with any of that. I don't know if you've seen this uh, very interesting interview. I played it the other day for listeners, and I, but there's a point or two. I want to get to a big crux here with you and, and, uh, this was the son of uh, the Hamas leader uh, denouncing the entire terror group, uh, Mossab Hassan Youssef. Uh, it was like a six, seven minute interview. We cut it into a couple of, he had it with Brian Kilmeade by chance. And we cut the interview up and we played it on radio here. And we, we talked about an opine that broke it down. Uh, you, you by chance hear that interview? I have I have read uh, transcripts of it, so I, I'm, I'm cool. familiar with it. Cool, cool. All right. Well, here's a couple of points I want to get out to you. This is a guy who is, uh, you know, an apostate at the highest uh, order. And uh, I mean, taking his, uh, surely his life in his, in his own hands and at risk at any time someone could take him out. And this is always the risk when you go against, uh, you know, it's, it's about, well, I mean, it's like <laughs> those old movies with the mafia. This is equal to that, if not worse, uh, that once you, uh, you know, once you uh, uh, violate things uh, like this to that level with a family with blood and all, you know, they uh, they take you right out, you know. Uh, so um, but there were some very uh, strange things or interesting things, actually, that it appreciated his honesty. First of all, he talked about the tunnels out there, the tunnel system, the north and south tunnels. He talked about he come right out and said, you've got to kill these people. There is no other way to do it. He said no humanitarian aid to Gaza. He said, don't send any in. Uh, it's, it, no matter what, don't send them in anywhere, which, of course, they're doing. They're sending them in like I, I think it was like one hundred million dollars. And what the hell? One hundred million dollars. Like, who, who do you think is going to get all that? Who do you, gonna, you know, so the son says, don't send anything in. He said, you know, what you're going to end up having to do here is take the north tunnels, the north and south, and you're going to end up having to gas the tunnels. You can't just rush into Gaza, he said. Those tunnels are all set up to kill and lame. And he said, you, you've got to gas the tunnels and get everything out of there. That's the only way you're going to do this. I mean, he called it out just what it was. And he goes on to talk about Iran. But talk about those two points first, the, the humanitarian aid point that he brings up, the sun, and the tunnels themselves. What are your thoughts on that, Dell? Well, I mean, for one thing, uh, the American uh, uh, population uh, in general uh, are – you know, we're good and decent people. So we care about, you know, uh, other people in that. And we, you know, we don't like to see people uh, suffer, you know, wherever they are in the world. Uh, but we also don't have a very good understanding of the Arab world. You know, it's akin to, well, it's all tribal. Okay. 
people need to understand it, it it these relationships are all tribal similar to what we have in the united states or what we had you know back in the the 1800s and that when you had all of the native american you know different tribes who who uh were you know gr- grouped together in 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 uh uh, and took care of each other. They, they, you know, fought with other tribes. They warred, you know, against each other. That same thing is that same concept or whatever is what you're seeing in the Middle East. And people don't seem to understand that. They hear the country of Jordan and they think, okay, well, they're all Jordanians, right? Well, yeah, they're all Jordanians, but there are different tribes within Jordan. The same thing in Iraq, which is one of the, the issues that we had when we were involved in the war in Iraq was is very tribal in nature. So while you may, you know, uh, establish a relationship with one tribe, uh, that tribe has to be at war with these other, <laughs> this other tribal uh, group in, in Iraq. And so technically you're at war with that other group. So that's something that Americans need to understand. It's very tribal in nature over there. And we have to get a better grasp of that. Our leadership has to get a better grasp of that, which I, I don't think they do. I don't think they really understand what's what they're dealing with. Well, they may understand it, but they're not. If they do understand it, and I don't know if they do or they don't, they're surely not admitting anything, are they? Right? Well, no, they're not. I mean, no. one thing is, too, is they're basically gutless cowards. Uh, right. You know, the, the easy way out is to send $100 million into Gaza you know, as quote unquote humanitarian aid, you know, that's the easy decision. That's the one that looks good, you know, from a public relations standpoint, when the correct decision would be basically a scorched earth earth policy, you know, talking about those tunnels and everything, you know, people need to, to understand how we defeated the Japanese on the island of Iwo Jima. I mean, we basically went into a lot of their tunnels and that during World War II during that battle with flamethrowers. That was the only way to clean them out. Now, I'm not certainly not advocating that we just go in and just with flamethrowers and just start burning. Well, that's what the son is saying. That's what the the son of Hamas is saying, right? Well, when we do that, we're also going to kill the hostages, okay? because that's where they're being held is in those underground tunnels. I'm, you know, I'm convinced anyway. Oh, they are. They are. Yeah. yeah, we have to weigh, you know, what our, our, our response is going to be, you know, based on what, uh, you know, what result we want to have. You know, obviously, we want to try to get these hostages back, uh, but it's not probably going to be likely. I, I I believe that as soon as the Israelis go in, right. uh, hostages are going to start being uh, they're not going to be allowed to live. I mean, the, the, the Palestinians or the Hamas, you know, terrorists that are holding them are are going to kill them right before they die so i mean that's that's what's going to happen uh, unfortunately yeah, yeah yeah for sure um let's let's talk about that a moment here with these um, hostages they've released two and then another two and i mean what they're doing it's pretty safe to say dell they're just playing world opinion it's all a game for them these terrorists they know what they're doing uh, in fact, I just seen here earlier today, by the way, uh, Israel stopped some of them trying to come in from sea into into Israel itself. And uh, they, they caught them and stopped them. And so they're still trying to infiltrate Israel. They're, blo- you know, blown off the, the, the rockets and missiles constantly. And it's it's a it's a, you know, an ongoing battle. We know where Hezbollah is in this fight. We'll, we'll talk more about that. The north part of the uh, region in a moment here. 
But, um, you know, these these uh, uh, hostages they're releasing now. And, you know, it, it, it makes me, you know, Del, it, it just, you know, it really is incensed. Uh, it, it makes me so incensed when they say, well, and like the media runs this, like it's like like a real thing or something like, OK, yeah, they're releasing two hostages today for humanitarian reasons. What the hell is that, Del? What does that mean? They they have no understanding of, <laughs> of what humanitarian means, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, it's, a it, joke. It's, it's laughable it is it is there's there's no such thing that 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 word does not exist in their vocabulary of course not these are these, these are uh, uh the satanists these are this is the worst possible denominator they're not human i mean there's some sort of a indoctrinated brainwashed shoot off of a foreign species somewhere from hell uh what they do to the people and what took place there i mean you know in many ways Hamas, this was a rude awakening, what took place there. But, you know, this thing has always been out there. It's just not been out in the light of day. Now that people are seeing what they do with families, and they and they don't care, though, as listeners should know, I mean, whether it's a child, a mother, a pregnant. I mean, I've read stories and seen stories where they opened up the woman, cut her open, like a pregnant woman, Dell took the... This is This was so ridiculous. They cut the woman open, pregnant woman, they kept the pregnant woman alive, okay? They took the baby in the umbilical cord out. They cut the ba- they cut the na- baby's head off, chopped the head off while the mother is watching. Then they cut the leg off of the mother so she would endure more pain and let her suffer before she died. Yeah, I've, I've read that same report. I don't know, you know, all I have uh, seen are the mm-hmm. the reports in that 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 have been released out in the media. I don't know how anybody cannot be a changed person uh, after after hearing the the tales of horror that occurred on October seventh. Uh, I know that I'm a changed person. I mean, I I have always been a supporter of Israel, a supporter of the Jewish people, you know. But I there's no way in hell that that you know that i can have any empathy or any uh, uh concern or any feelings for the palestinian people after what i what i have seen uh described in the news media it's absolutely horrifying and and i i, I am i'm a changed person i and I, I i don't see how anybody anybody can't be yeah, you know yeah. they 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 supposedly had a, a bunch of journalists in just yesterday or the day before where they showed the uh, some videos of I guess they were taken off of body cameras that were worn by the the uh, Hamas terrorists. And and they showed them to the media so that yeah. the media could yeah. could have an understanding of what took place and what what kind of horrors were, were done. Uh, I again, I, I I don't know how you cannot be changed by by what has taken place. Thank you for sharing that those comments you just share. I, I really mean this. I'm glad people hear you um, and your heartfelt feelings on that. Uh, and it's because you have a big heart and you understand that's why you serve to serve and protect. That's why you've done the kind of work you've done around the world. But, but it's important that people hear from people like you who say, listen, that just totally crosses any line here. And, you know, you're right. It, it being a changed person. But the key is, how do we change society? They're bringing that back to the point, I want to make a point with you. I want your opinion on something, the hostages again. And you say, well, 
we got to do what we got to do. And, and we understand the, the public opinion fight on this. Uh, now, there's talk right now um, about the ground, the ground uh, in, invasion going on in Gaza, that it's being held back. And the Biden administration is playing a lot of trickery uh, in the English language, which is what they always do. Um, they're asked the question there. We have specific reports that have told us they are telling them to stand down uh, the Israelis, not to go in ground. Let's get more humanitarian aid in there first. Like it's only going to go to the terrorist and let's try to get more hostages out. And but that's why they're doing this. Dale. Understand my point. The reason they're letting two go and two non uh, and you know, other people go. And then two is to milk this thing out to buy more time to try to get low. We're trying to do the right thing here. Like some people really believe that for world opinion. And there are other people believing, well, we need to stand down. Israel, other experts I talked to said they cannot stand down because of the nature of this fight. And they're coming after everybody, let alone these uh, these uh, hostages, let alone all the people they killed. Now, what, 1,400 is documented now. have been cruel, cruel. What they did was beyond anything. So, you know, obviously Biden administration should not be telling Israel how to do that, but they are. They're not admitting it in the public, of course, because they never do, and they lie and deflect. But you know, what's the right strategy there? Because right now, every day or hour that goes by, they're losing that battle for this incoming ground invasion. You know, what worries me a lot, Del, is the soldiers, the, Isra the young Israeli men that we're going to lose now, the soldiers, the men and women that were going to be lost because they, they, they can have their whole thing booby trapped up and massive bombs and stuff all over the place. It's going to be carnage. I, you know, they, this thing was totally planned for some people say about a year. So, you know, this thing is all set up to go. I mean, I'm not sure what the, you know, how many they lose or what the trade-off is, but but this is Israel's decision, yet our government's telling them that because, okay, they're, you know, involved in the strategy here, the overarching strategy. But we're sending humanitarian aid. They're using the hostages to delay the inevitable. Isn't victory at all costs the real answer? Now, if you're going to save thousands and tens of thousands of millions of people, actually millions and millions of people there, isn't, I mean, some people, experts I had on up at the early part of this thing, including IQ and others, thought that, those hostages are as good as gone. That exactly what you said. They're not going to let them go. These others are just a ploy. It's just a game. They're just using these as human pawns. Does any of that make any sense? And what do you what do you think the ultimate answer is for um, as far as the ground component goes? Well, as I mentioned earlier, unfortunately, I, I you know my you know heart goes out to the families of those who are held hostage. Amen. Absolutely. But I I. I think it's a, a foregone conclusion that uh, few, if any of them are going to be rescued alive. Uh, you know, the thing that uh, I, I will say this right now, uh, Israel is going to do what Israel wants to do. And I don't care whether it's the, the Biden administration or Trump, Obama or Bush or whomever, mm -hmm. uh, Israel is going to do in, in particularly in this case, after the, the barbaric, barbarity, if that's a word, that uh, that they uh, experienced, they are going to do what they feel is best for Israel. And you know what? I'm all behind them. Uh, I would venture to say that they their long has been uh, Israeli soldiers inside Gaza right now. They are 
probably conducting uh, intelligence and special operations missions uh, within the Gaza uh, that we're not knowing about. We don't hear about uh, because they're, you know, there's number one, they're, they're certainly uh, good at what they do. And uh, you know, they, they are, are trying to, uh, I think in the military, they call it preparing the battlefield. They're, they're, they're establishing different things that, uh, yeah. that will help once the, the ground invasion, you know, actually occurs. And that's the other thing that just, I mean, it just, it, it, it cracks me up. You know, when I see all of these talking heads uh, on the news media, you know, uh, wondering when's the ground invasion going to happen? When's it going to happen? Like, like they really mm-hmm. expect the Israelis to tell them, you know, did Eisenhower tell the Germans mm-hmm. when operation overlord was planned, you know, on yeah. June 6th, we're going to be coming across, you know, in landing craft. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, uh, be ready for us. I mean, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. The news media is just, you know, they're tripping all over themselves on this, and it's just, you know, it 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 it's funny. It, you know, if it wasn't such a serious subject, it would be funny. Yeah, yeah, that is uh, that is accurate there, sir. Uh, and um, yeah, your your interesting point about um, I I kind of you got me thinking here now. In your point about the fact that they surely have some people in there setting the ground and looking at things and what have you, and and you know Israel is yeah we all, we can't lose sight of that actually Dale they're they're far advanced uh, in uh, in these measures than people give them credit for uh, they're a superior fighting force we, you know I know you agree with that and uh, they um, they know how to prepare a battlefield and minimize risk. And that's important here. I just want to say that's important here. So it is on their watch, and that could come anytime. We don't know. I mean, there's a lot of strategy in play here, Dell. There's a lot of timing in play. I mean, we don't really know when, like you say, you don't exactly like you know, your point is taken with the media asking lame questions like that. Obviously, you can't share battle plans and what strategy is going to be or not be. Uh, for sure. But, uh, you know, um, as we uh, take a pause here, let me tell uh, folks uh, that, um, uh, you know, Adele's point about, <laughs> I like the way he said barbarity. He said, if, if that's a word, yeah, sadly, I would say it is a word, sadly, barbarity, and uh, that we have this sort of barbaric BS on the planet to this magnitude. It is the ultimate fight. I guess the reason I even circle back to that is this is the ultimate fight of good and evil is what we're dealing with here, uh, my fellow Americans. And uh, this is the ultimate fight. And the, and the thing is, too, and it's another thing I want to ask Dell a little bit after the pause, we took a, a few things, but this this fight is far more than a fight of the jihads against the Jewish people. A lot of people, to me, it's minimized when they say, well, you know, Jew hatred or it's against the Jews. I just think the Jews are just the moment of the moment. They're going after humanity. In fact, the sun says that actually. And I will, I'm curious, I want to share that with Dell afterward here. But, you know, he said, this is not a national movement, what Hamas and Hezbollah and the Uthis and all these groups are doing here and Boko Haram. They're all over the place. They're in Africa, they're in the Middle East, everywhere. Uh, that uh, their goal is to establish an Islamic state, uh, an Islamic state in a uh, a worldwide caliphate, you could call it, <laughs> and uh, that is their their goal, uh, following their marching orders of Allah. And uh, what is and if you don't subscribe to Sharia, if you're not Sharia compliant, you fall into the enemy. I think Dell would probably agree with that statement, which means that back to the head of the snake and what we need to do. 
And I think, uh, in, you know, we'll, we'll just talk about this in moments here, but I got to tell you, my friends out there, listen, the head of the snake of this case, I, I've stated to you plenty of times, if we don't go in and get the Ayatollahs and do what's got to be done and right there, this thing is just going to fester and continue on because you're just dealing with these proxy groups. And it's like, it's like a, it's like a vicious tarantula that's coming after you. You know what I'm saying? The, and you know, or whatever. Uh, so most deadly snake ever, like whatever. And, but let's stay with the tarantula moment. And they, they, they lose one of their legs. They just grow back again. You know, they grow, they lose another leg. They grow it back again. And that's all that happens is they just grow the legs back again. Right. I mean, that's what Iran's going to do. So what? So why is there no truth here? Why doesn't anybody admit what's real? It's like we, it's like this is really bothers me. We're like we don't really want to talk about what the core of the problem is. I mean, it's really insane because if we don't talk about the problem, the core of the problem, we're going to become. I mean, we're going to become victims. Number one, I mean, we're going to be taken out, and when you least expect it as well. And, you know, these people have no problem. They live to die. I've told this many times. They'll live to kill themselves. They have no problem with it, people. This is what they live for. They have no fear of that. Imagine having that sort of, all the rules are out the window. There are no rules left. When you are fearless when death and it doesn't matter to you, the life that God gave you, it's, what are you going to fight with at that point? You don't have anything. And that's, that's, now you understand the gravity of this fight. And, I mean, I can put it in a capsule version for you. It's not, I don't really, I don't find it terribly complicated, frankly, just to get to the basics of it. Anyways, uh, we're excited here to have Andel Wilbur with me today. And, uh, you know, you, you, you hear a lot of the passion and the conversation where it's going and it's important. Uh, now, uh, all of our writers, Ilana Friedman's been on this story. IQ Al Rizzoli's been on this story. George McClellan's on this story. Some amazing writers. Uh, that around the world and uh, keeping you abreast uh, with their uh, daily write-ins and the columns and what have you on the network. So be sure to be checking all that. Be sure to share all this out there, please, and get this out there uh, to wake people up to the truth. We're only speaking truth here. We, you, you know, that's the thing. You don't need to come on here and fabricate things. You know, a lot of these cats in this business, they get on and say sensationalize things. There, there's really no reason to sensationalize things. Things are pretty screwed up enough. You've got plenty to work with here, friends, sadly, sadly. I'd love to get on here and talk about how the tulips are growing endlessly in the, in the uh, you know, in the, in, the, in the fields there. But, uh, you know, <laughs> we'll never get to that part of the story because we've got so much that's happening here uh, in the news cycle. But it is important we balance all this clearly. AmericaOutloud.news is uh, surely the the site we want you to get to and share the truth out there. Uh, we are we're working hard, uh, very much, and our audience knows that. Uh, they know what we're doing in here, and they know we represent the good fight uh, for sure. So we we hear you out there. We appreciate it. We get all your correspondence and communications in. It's it's amazing. It really, it's amazing. Uh, remember to go to AmericaOutloud.shop, and this is all of our medical doctors, our naturopathic doctors, our nurses. Uh, there's some cool things. And by the way, the nurses are now doing a Q&A on Mondays. So you can send your questions into the nurses at nurses at americaoutloud.com. Those emails go directly to the nurses, to, to them. They get it. So, And they'll be able to answer them on air for you. Uh, any of the questions you, you've got in, within your health and anything social, societal, cultural, whatever the questions are, they, they're a pretty well-rounded group there, the nurses uh, are. These are the 
just uh, just a terrific group of folks who uh, rose to uh, prominence throughout the COVID years. And uh, so anyways, they're, they've really created a movement is what they've done with the Nurses Out Loud. Um, the, the products, uh, all of they're pretty well endorsed by our doctors and nurses are back at americaoutloud.shop. You'll get discounts there when you use the code out loud. Always use that code out loud and you'll get you'll get discounts. They are real these are negotiated discounts you can't get anywhere else. Um, and so you'll see them all there. If you're fighting a vaccine injury along COVID, look at the spike support with the wellness company. That's got the natto kinase in there, it's got the dandelion root, it's got all the amazing ingredients in there that we talk about that will help you uh, get rid of those spike proteins in the body. Uh, it's a terrific product. And uh, that's why Dr. McCullough and our esteemed group of doctors talk about it in the way they do. Uh, they have other great products in there. They got the heart and muscle, which McCullough helped form. That's a terrific product. Check that all out. Uh, also, uh, Cofix has got a new throat spray. Uh, use the code out loud 25 and you'll get 25% off now that. So it, it's all it's all explained there in the shop. So check that out there. We'll take a pause. You're listening to The Voice of a Nation. Listen to Malcolm, The Voice of a Nation, on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. with you, my fellow Americans and all of our friends around the world here, uh, the voice of a nation. And uh, 
Getting to the out loud truth here and talking about this Middle East, what's developing there. Adele Wilbur is with me today. And just to give you a little background, Adele is a former CIA Department of Defense Intelligence, a counterterrorism officer. I served and really worked overseas a lot in his workings as uh, with the uh, in, in his uh, uh, ability in defense, you know, and uh, Western Europe, uh, throughout Europe, Eastern Europe, and the Middle East, the Middle East. In fact, there were times I remember talking to him and communicating with him when he was out there uh, doing some work and stuff. So um, uh, always uh, good to have Dell here and appreciate him joining us on the broadcast. Um, you'll hear some of the early conversation. I want to get right to this uh, head of the snake comment that you and I need to talk about. Uh, Dale, it really irritates me probably as much as it does you. But, you know, I remember, and I know you might make, I'm sure you recall, throughout the Obama years, you could not say the word terror or terrorism. They would not allow it. They would not allow any of their people. It was absolutely ridiculous. They would never talk about it. And it was like, like you know, like always like, why don't you talk about this? Like, this is what's really happening. And they're aloof. They don't. And I think because he's part of the problem, and I think he propagated a lot of it through his eight years here, but leaving that all there, even now currently, they don't want to talk about it. They don't really want to talk about Iran. They're trying to do deals with Iran. They got Iran's got, uh, I got, our experts believe Iran's got the nuclear weapon now. If they should try to use, uh, Israel would have to strike and it would be a mess out there, but Israel's existence hangs in the balance, basically. Uh, why aren't we going after the Ayatollahs? Why are we going after the head of the snake? Why are we, you know, is it just simply a lack of the, the fortitude and the courage from our military and our, our uh, you know, leadership here uh, on any side of the aisle, though we're not going after them? Because even some of the leadership first, even on Hamas and Hezbollah, they're in, they're, they're in, uh, over in uh, Qatar living in uh, uh, mansions and high off the horse and living in the best of places. And we know where these cats are. They could do pinpoint targeting and take them out. Why are we are, are not admitting the obvious that we're all under a threat? This is nothing. This is not about the Jewish state. This is about all of us. This is what jihad's all about. Speak about that point, please. Well, I, you know, we've got a, an administration that is, that is uh, simply out, you know, out over their head. Uh, they, they, You've got uh, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, who shouldn't be put in charge of a deep fryer at McDonald's. Yeah. And and he is, is you know, the National Security Advisor, uh, ostensibly given advice to uh, Joe Biden, who we know his diminished mental capacity. So, you know, we've got a bunch of unqualified and incompetent people that are making our national security decisions. I, I would invite people or encourage people to to do a little research about uh, what's referred to as the Twelvers of Iran, uh, which refers to the 12 imams. Uh, and the last one, I believe they called him the Mahdi, uh, who supposedly disappeared out in the desert about 600 years ago. And uh, according to the belief of the Twelvers, when he returns, uh, you know, the Shia sect of Islam is going to spread around the world. It'll be paradise on earth. And they believe that a cataclysmic event may hasten the return of that 12th imam. So, you know, that's the mentality that we're dealing with. And, you know, Iran, as I, I said early on, they've been at war with us since 1979. And, uh, uh, they're not going to go anywhere. Now, 
the thing that we the advantage that we have is Iran is a very young country population wise uh, goes back to the Iran Iraq war when uh, you know they, they lost about a million people and uh, you know so their their population has has developed after that uh, and it's a young population I mean it's under basically I think roughly under 40 years of age uh, the majority of the population they've grown up even though they live in a restricted country they they've been exposed to Western values and Western yeah. ideals Western culture it's not going to take much to turn that population against the theocracy that's running Iran but we just have to do it and we're not making any attempt really to do it. The, you know, the, the administration is, is uh, more uh, interested in, in trying to establish normal diplomatic relations with a regime exactly. that hates yeah. our guts. Exactly. That's exactly it right there. It's, it's not logical, Dell. It's not logical. None of it's logical. And it's not going to work. You're right. Diplomatic relations or aid or, you know, whatever. But, and it's not just democratic presidents and administrations though dale it's also even republicans you're, you're 79 you talk about the iranian revolution and yeah there western values you go back and look at some of the pictures you know what i'm talking about dale and the uh the uh, young iranian people they're very western looking very hip uh very interesting uh culture really it was but you know that's been lost but a lot of those people uh now if they're if they're well i guess if they're embracing western values and that sort of thing i mean to the degree that they are i mean is it safe to say that that part of the population hasn't really been indoctrinated into allah the quran and uh jihadi or what well, I mean, they're, they're I, I wouldn't, wouldn't use the word indoctrinated. I would put the, I would use the word instead that they're controlled by it. You know, the 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 small minority really of of uh, the leadership is so in control. It's, it's it's similar in a sense to what you see in North Korea with the, you know, Kim uh, Jong Il or whatever, however you pronounce his name. I can't remember now. But the, the know, new his, one, the one that's there now, you mean? Yeah, with Kim Jong Un, you mean? Yeah, Kim Jong Un and his his father and grandfather. Ill was the father. Ill was right. the father. Yeah, yeah. they're all and, ill, uh, but that's beside the point, Dell. Go ahead. Yeah, huh. but but it's similar to that where they 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 literally control the population, and that's what's going on in Iran uh, with the uh, uh, theocracy that's running things there. Is they they control the people. It's not that they're popular with the people. But they they control the people using fear and violence against their own people. They sure do. I mean, what is the ultimate goal of of this movement of Iran? Well, it's death to Israel, death to America. That's the, it was just just it said yesterday. It said today. Every day they fight those. They burn the flags. They do everything. That's just normal routine behavior for these people. That's how they're taught. It's what they're brainwashed with uh, to hate the Americans, to hate the Israelis. I don't think it's. I think it's really about the Jewish state. It's really not about the land. It's about the fact that they want to control. Well, what the son says, the son of that Hamas leader says, they want a. Uh, what's the ultimate goal? It's to establish an Islamic state. It's to have a really a worldwide caliphate. You're either part of that and accepting what they are, or you're the enemy. Isn't isn't that the real fight we're talking about, Dell? Absolutely, absolutely. They they are committed to spreading their version of Islam 
around the world. Why do we have such a large presence of Hezbollah in the Western Hemisphere, in, in Central and South America? There is no legitimate reason for Hezbollah to be in Central America other than to prepare to cause problems for the United States. And that is that's their sole purpose to to create influence in in the Central American countries that are, you know, uh, subject to 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 uh, perhaps being overthrown. You know, you've got some weak democracies in uh, Central America and South America. And uh, uh, there's no other reason for, you know, Iran does not have any legitimate interests in the Central and in, uh, um, South American um, areas. Yeah. And now you see the uh, back to your what you're talking about in that area. I see the reports in the last many days, which, of course, we knew this already, but the number of Hamas and Hezbollah uh people coming over the border del on uh, the southern border i mean we knew the chinese nationals were we knew a lot of the middle eastern and europe were uh but specifically hamas and hezbollah uh are coming over the southern border you see these reports uh there's no doubt in your mind i mean I, well let me just talk to you on that because this is another area you talk about but I think it's just, I mean, there are sleeper cells all over this country right now. I'm absolutely certain of it. As I woke up this morning, I knew it. And I tell people all the time and they're just, it's, everything's timing. They're looking at the right time to strike. Now it could be where all this is happening out there, why we're, de- why we're de- being deflected and they're fighting not only Russia, Ukraine, but the Middle East and all this, that, you know, that could be a whole series of events happen with sleeper cells where some things go off killing tens of thousands of Americans in our country, thrown us into some sort of a chaos. Is that's not far, far stretch, is it, Del? Not at all. I mean, uh, I, I, to, uh, I guess, use the colloquialism, the crap is about ready to hit the fan in this country. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to offer any suggestions, though anything that I could think of, they probably have already thought of. Uh, of doing, but uh, we are open to all types of different uh, kinds of of terrorist uh, incidents. If if you look back uh, in recent years, uh, our electrical grid has come under attack. Um, you had an incident uh, about a year or two ago in North Carolina where a uh, substation was shot up and it knocked power out for for several hours uh, in a large area of of uh, North Carolina. Uh, back uh, several years earlier in at the Metcalf facility, I believe it was uh, in uh, California, a uh, th- came under small arms fire attack and they were shooting at transformers and, and that type of, of uh, uh, equipment in that. Now, they they didn't succeed in knocking anything offline. But at the time, I uh, when I knew about this at the time, I said, that's a probing attack. They were. Uh, probing, investigating to see what they could accomplish. Now, the FBI came out and released a you know report and said that there was no evidence it was a terrorist attack. But there's a lot of people like me uh, with my background in that who say that's absolute BS. There's no doubt. It wasn't a bunch of yahoos with a six pack of beer that decided to go plink, uh, you know, at a, uh, a large electrical uh, power plant in, in California. There was intent there to see what they could accomplish uh, and perhaps, you know, modify their plans and that to come back later. Uh, we know that that there are 
sleeper cells in this country. Uh, and they're all over this country. And I guarantee you, they are waiting for the right moment, the right opportunity to, you know, start fires, to, you know, do whatever that they, uh, uh, you know, do a, uh, impact our water supply or electrical supply. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And, and it's, it's going to happen. It is coming. And, and you know, the, the numbers being what they are, and we have immigration, the best voices in the country on here all the time. Uh, on this program, uh, Tom Holman's on all the time. The uh, Center for Immigration Studies, uh, Mark Gregorian, the best in the business. Uh, Andrew Arthur, uh, Todd Bensman. I mean, this is the people who know what's going on in immigration. They live and breathe it, and and they're saying the danger is more than real. I mean, it's going to happen. They, what you just said, actually, they've uh, said it. Even the CBP, our uh, Customs and uh, Border uh, Protection folks, there, uh, Dell. Uh, just a couple of few days ago, I don't have it in front of me, but they put out a memo uh, warning of the risk of Hamas, Hezbollah and other terrorist groups coming over to your point that are already down that way. But even others uh, that are going to come in to create hostilities here. And uh, so then you have to ask yourself, and, and and I don't know what your answer to this would be, but I'm but I'm awfully curious to, to hear it. Um, you know, it's. It's not a stretch or a secret to know that this was going to happen. They obviously made a conscious decision to leave that border wide open, Re regardless of all the other lame policies they did. That one is threatens our national security and our and will kill unknown numbers of Americans um, and could threaten a whole lot of things in our country. Then you ask yourself, they have to know that, Dell. I mean, they're not totally stupid. I mean, they might be ignorant and ridiculous, but they're not dumb. They know what they're doing. Why would they do it? Is it, I mean, is it, what does your gut tell you? What, is it their ultimate motive to blow us all up? Is it just a, what, what, I mean, what, what reason would they do this, you think? Well, you're probably going to be surprised at what, you know, by what I have to say, but uh, it's all part of Barack Hussein Obama's fundamental transformation of America that he promised us. You know, uh, you've never heard me say that before, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just a few thousand times, my friend. But, uh, right? <laughs> I know. I know. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. Though. No, listen, I talk about that transformation all the time. I railed against it for that full eight years he was here. Part of the problem is, and you know damn well, Obama put a lot of bad seeds in government. That's why Trump had the trouble with the bureaucratic state and the whole deal, because you've got a lot of time bombs in there and people of bad origins in other areas. I mean, his own Valerie Jarrett, you know where she's from. You know where she's from. I mean, absolutely. I mean, and, so. and I and I guarantee you that she has been working the phones yeah. throughout the Trump administration. And for the last, you know, two and a half years, uh, she's been working the phones and probably has a large part in in uh, in what we've been experiencing along our southwest border. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I would like to mention, uh, you know, to, to give people an idea of of what the threat is. And this goes back about 30 years, but there was a, I, I would encourage people to, to look on the internet uh, and Google uh, the Zen ISA case, which occurred in St. Louis in the heartland of America. And it was, it was basically an honor killing. Uh, Zen ISA and his wife killed their daughter, Christina, because she had become westernized. Zain Issa was a Palestinian immigrant to the United States. Mm. Zain Issa was also a cell member of the, at the time, the Abu Nidal terrorist organization, 
which was at that time the the most dangerous terrorist organization in the in uh, the world and uh, responsible for more terrorist attacks than any other he was a cell member and the the only reason that that homicide was hmm. uh uh you know, uh, uh, cleared, you know, that, uh, that they were able to make an arrest and get a conviction of Dan Isley and his wife was because the FBI had their residence under surveillance. It wasn't active surveillance that they were listening at the time to, while the murder occurred in the kitchen. Uh, but they collected tapes occasionally, you know, every periodically. And it was after listening to the tapes, uh, this, this murder was, was big news in St. Louis for several days. Uh, you know, and there were no leads. Nobody knew, you know, what happened or how this young girl got killed. Well, I mean, she was stabbed multiple times, but they didn't know, you know, no suspects or anything. Hmm. Uh, it was after the FBI discovered in in uh, reviewing the tapes that they found out that that uh, her own parents were were um, uh, in part of this. And then it came out that he was a, you know, a terrorist cell member. Well, that, like I said, that's in the heartland of America. You know, you can put that same type of, of situation in in any any city in this country, even rural areas, because these people are here and uh, and believe me, they you know, they mean business. So, you know, Americans, please, you know, keep your eyes open. Don't be fooled or be be concerned about being called a bigot or something. If you see something that that looks strange, because that's what happened out in San Bernardino, people witnessed uh, suspicious activity, but they didn't want to be called Islamophobic, so they never said anything. And then what happens? They go in to kill a bunch of people. So, yeah. you know, it, it's happening all over this country. It is indeed. Yeah, it is indeed. You heard a lot of truth here today, friends. Now the key is let's uh, let's get these talks out there. Let's uh, let's double and triple it up and get people to listen to these things. I and mean, you know. The thing about a guy like Dell is he he's he's a he's a truth seeker and he he talks truth. I mean, he's always going to give you his honest thoughts about things, you know. And you have to respect that about people like that that uh, have a backdrop in this and but will speak the truth. And that's what we're not getting. We're not getting that from media elites. We're not getting that from our political representatives. We're not getting any truth, people. You you, you see the problem. People are living in this rose-colored glass world. Uh, it's and it's very dangerous that whole scheme and so we need to keep the truth burning and we need to get it out there i mean we're under fire and our media is a collective mess in this country and it is time to uh to to push back and fan the flames of truth uh, the outlaw truth and get it out there a big thank you here to del wilbur for joining us here uh friends um Help us out there. Get back and do do your thing, and uh, we'll keep it going here. Now, remember, uh, daily here, 8 p.m. Eastern time on The Voice of a Nation. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America. <laughs>